Hey, how you doing? This is Tony. Welcome to Finding Subjects Podcast. Hopefully everything's going okay with you. Everything is good on this side of the microphone. Just kicking back. Um, my tooth is killing me. My jaw's killing me. You want to know why? Stress. <laughs> I think I'm grinding my teeth. I got a wedding coming up. And uh, I'm a little, a little nervous about it, a little anxious about it. I don't get nervous. I, I can't say nervous. I'm a little anxious about it, you know. It's a big thing. It's uh, it's my little baby's getting married, my little daughter. And I think as parents, you'll always see your kids as little kids, right? But especially, I think dads get it with their daughters. It's like, you know, she's just this little three-year-old, four-year-old girl looking up at me, holding my hand, and wearing her little sundress and her little sunglasses. And she's always going to be that little girl to me, even though she's grown into. A beautiful, intelligent young woman. Strong woman. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's a great process. You know, you raise them to go off on their own and get married and go about their lives and do whatever they wish, wish to do. She's got a great career. Highly intelligent woman. And yet she's still my three to four year little girl. Looking up at dad. Wearing her sunglasses. With a little... She used to have this little blue and white sundress she used to wear, and she's just, you know, hi, Daddy. <laughs> so I guess uh, anybody who has had a child married knows what I'm going through, especially you dads. Just a weird thing. I mean, you're happy. I mean, you hope for this. You hope that they meet somebody nice and someone who's going to love and respect them and take care of them. Certainly, her fiancé is a great guy. Uh, did it, you know out of respect, called me up, said, hey, can I meet up with you? Had a talk with me. It was just a fantastic, and he's a great guy, you know? And again, uh, I know he loves my daughter, and all is going to be good. I got a text last night that I got to go try on my tuxedo. Uh, it's just real. Like, you know, as a father, I didn't really have to do much with any of this preparation, right? But uh, I think the tuxedo is the first thing I really had to do. And as I'm getting fitted for that, the guy's like, oh, man, big day, father of the bride, and, you know, just pumping me up in that way. And I'm like, left there, and I just sat in the car. I'm like, oh, my God, man, this is real. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to tell yourself something's real a lot of times before you get, yo, dude, this is real. This is happening. It's going to be a, a beautiful wedding. It's not going to be a big, big wedding. It's mostly, you know, uh, family. We have big families on both sides. And uh, the kids just wanted uh, the kids, you know. The, my my daughter and her fiance just wanted something small. They don't want a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people I wish you know we could have there, but uh, I also respect uh, my daughter and her fiance's request to keep it small. You know, no kids either. Um, it's just going to be a very nice night, and uh, I'm excited for it. A week from today, it's a big thing. So I guess maybe that's getting me a little bit. Uh, I guess you know. I had, had multiple doctor's appointments the last couple of days. All is good. All is uh, proceeding as planned. Wait, you know, uh, my cardiologist kind of like switched me to more of a, a Mediterranean diet. Uh, Jesus, like carbs are evil, my friend. You know, sugar is evil. And I get what she's talking about. But uh, I've been doing uh, this Mediterranean type of eating. You know, just being more conscious of that. You know, uh, I'm heading for the chicken and the fish over the pork and the uh, the pig and the cow little choices like that 
choosing foods that come from the ground, natural foods, foods that don't come in a bag that have been processed. It's very hard in a way to eat that way, but simultaneously you get, it kind of simplifies things. You know, uh, just take a look at some of these things that are these ingredients that are in our foods, you can't even ex- uh, pronounce half of them. And yet we're just putting them in our bodies. But we wouldn't do that to our vehicles, right? You wouldn't put like muddy water in there with your gasoline. Why? Because it'll mess it up. And simultaneously, we just put in whatever we want, uh, eat whatever we want. If it tastes good, if it's sweet. Uh, and we don't even think about the major impact it has on our lives. And I guess me getting a little bit older now and uh, wanting to be around for, you know, that was the whole big thing. I guess I, I can talk about this as well. Um, being diagnosed with the heart problem so many years ago, my whole thing I kept thinking about was, well, two things. Um, just being here for my family. So three things. Being here for my family, right? Um, being there for my daughters to walk them down the aisle was a big one. Um, I used to think about that all the time. And then how to uh, afford college. I th- used to think about that all the time. Talk about things that we worry about, right, that we don't have any control over. And those were three, at least off the top of my head in a second. I'm sure I could pull out a whole bunch more. But the walking down the aisle, I think that's what this makes uh, makes this wedding a little bit more significant. My first for my daughters to, to get married uh, and to to do that, to, to be able to walk her down the, the aisle. And uh, it, with God's grace, hopefully it will happen next Friday. I mean, you know, I, I have no plans of going anywhere, but you never know. But... Uh, that's, that's been a dream for 27 years, praying for this. Uh, so in that way, um, see, a lot of people don't realize that. And I don't really share that with a ton of people, man. We're just talking, right? Between you and me, don't tell anybody, right? But that's what's been it's really on my mind. It's a big thing. It's always been a huge, significant mountain for me to climb and to get to the pinnacle, right? And here we are next Friday. I'm halfway there, right, with one daughter walking her down the aisle. And so... Um, it was funny. My daughter was picking out songs. She's like, dad, I mean, I just want to hit you with this now. Uh, so you don't lose it (laughs) when you're walking down the aisle. I said, me lose it. What do you mean? Like the allergies? And she's like, yeah. And, uh, the song was going to be, uh, how great thou art, which is, I mean, I think that might be my all time favorite tune. And if you don't know what that is, uh, and if you have Spotify, hopefully you're listening to this on Spotify because this is, uh, it's a great place to listen to Finding Subjects podcast, Spotify. Only reason being, um, we're allowed to play the commercial music here on, on Spotify. And so, you know, I'll probably hit you up with how great thou art. I'll give you the Carrie Underwood, Lee Greenwood version because her voice just knocks me out of my, my seat, man. She's just incredible. Um, but that song itself is so powerful. And, and, and they were going to play this, but she said, no, we're going to go back to a different song. I'm like, okay, all right, whatever you want to do, you know. So, yeah, um, it's a come to a point in my life where this is one of those things that I can check off the box at least halfway. So it's a big thing. So I guess all of that is just like inside my mind, and uh, it's it's become very real, right? I actually, uh, I, I, you know, I've gotten involved with some other things too, but uh, little things just to help her out. Um, just making up some papers type of stuff that she had to do and how to fold it to start with. like little things that a dad can do and help out his daughter right so that's coming up i'm pretty excited about that and then simultaneously we got a uh got an escape murderer 
in the Philadelphia area that's been in the news big time. It's uh, everybody's been thinking about. Um, I've been down at a friend's farm down that way, just kind of like stopping by, um, you know, because it's in the area, this, this clown. Daniello Sousa Calvocante, 34-year-old guy from Brazil. He escapes from a wall. If you haven't seen the news on that one, check out his little Spider-Man routine. He climbs up a wall, scales a wall, like upside, like backwards. Like, just wacky that, that they did that. And here they had a guard, you know, in a tower watching that. And then they, they basically uh, put him on administrative leave. Well, they already had an escape from that area before. How about fixing it the right way instead of uh, putting that guard on on leave because maybe he missed that in a blink of an eye this guy goes up this wall like spider-man you would see you wouldn't believe it and maybe he glances back a second later and the guy's okay i don't see anybody there fix your fix yourself man before you're pointing fingers but that's how it goes right crap always rolls downhill so uh but the crap needs to be for the design at the top of that this guy there always already has a uh as they say a a mirrored breakout escape right in may that wasn't detected by guards back then for a full hour. So uh, mistakes been made. But anyway, this guy is gallivanting around the Longwood Gardens area out there in Chester County, borderlining Delaware County, Pennsylvania. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, they have teams in full combat gear, cops on horseback, aircraft, uh, tracking dogs. And this guy's been missing for like eight or nine days now. And it's just amazing. Uh, but... It's also an extremely dense area. There's a little bit of marshland now there that borders the Brandywine River. And then there's that thick, dense woodlands. And he's, what, five foot tall? He's like 110 pounds, 120 pounds. If you fold him in half, he'd fit inside of an Ikea bag. You know them blue bags that they let you shop with? You could put him in there. He's that small. <laughs> he might even fit in a, an Aldi or a Lidl bag, you know, or... <laughs> A little gym bag. I'm telling you, the dude's super small, right? But uh, they say he's extremely dangerous. Uh, and what he did was just uh, nothing less than short of a scumbag would do. Uh, he, you know, murdered his uh, girlfriend in front of her kids. Uh, just uh, somebody who needs to be taken off the streets. And uh, it's a $20,000 reward as well. I would advise you not to go up in that area. It sounds like, oh, something interesting. I'll go get some 20 grand. Let me tell you something. I know a guy. I know a guy who was uh, up in that area when it was ten grand, and he got his car checked no less than five times, visually and interior checked as well. Yeah, and he apologized to the state police for even wandering in that area. Actually, he was coming from a doctor's appointment and just wanted to take a music ride, and uh, suddenly heading west, which his intentions were good. Suddenly, he goes into uh, an area that was, let me just say this, uh, there were state police officer cars every 50 feet borderlining this this road. It was just something that he's never seen before, whoever that guy is who did that. But rest assured, he did apologize to the state, Pennsylvania State Police. And uh, as he talked to them and asked them, listen, how do I get out of this? <laughs> A couple of those state police said, you know what, honestly, we don't know. We're not from around here. We're from upstate Pennsylvania, from out west in Pennsylvania. They brought these state police in from everywhere. And this guy really did not mean to go in there. Um, even to be an extra set of eyes, even though he's very familiar with that wooded area and those trails, like very familiar. 
takes his mindful walks back there, takes his camera back there, um, you know, thinks he's going to make an easy 10 grand by saying, excuse me, Danello, come here, man. It's okay, surrender, poor favor. <laughs> you figure out who that guy is yet? <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. Anyway, I, I accidentally kind of wandered my way in that way. Honestly, guy, I had no idea that the uh, the perimeter was right there, and it kind of let me in, but uh, they only let me in for one reason. I know what that re reason was. But, yeah, I got stopped five times. They checked my car uh, inside, you know, inside and out twice, and then visually uh, through the windows another three times. Um, and I had to slow down and go through every checkpoint. It wasn't funny. It wasn't, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't... Uh, I went down a specific road thinking it was a different road that was going to take me out to Gap, Pennsylvania, out in Lancaster County. I was going to pick up some produce and wander on my way back down like I normally do. Now, I did know that it out, you know, it kind of skirted the area where the search was going on. And just out of, like, you know, curiosity, me, how I am with uh, uh, airplanes and such and helicopters, thought maybe from a distance I'd see that. But uh, I was right in the hornet's nest, folks, and it wasn't funny. These guys are out there doing a, a specific job. And they need room. They don't need uh, uh, adversions or uh, anything to sidetrack their concentration on what they're doing. And they doing they're doing a stellar job. And for those folks who you know you're not really seeing it on the news, let me tell you something. Um, they are thick, thick with Pennsylvania State Police, and that's just what we're seeing on the roads. Not to mention the folks that are uh, geared up and in the woods in full combat gear, and the tracking dogs, and the cops on the horseback, and the drones. Um, they're doing all they can. So, if, you know, it's easy to sit back and say, oh, these guys don't know what they're doing, man. They, you know, bring in some. Uh, I am 100% confident from seeing it myself, what they're doing. And uh, hopefully they get this guy. But he is one little slippery weasel out there. And he's, uh, you know, I think it's probably just a game for him right now. I mean, they, I saw the interviews and they're like, yeah, you know, with that type of stress, with people hunting you, uh, you know, I'm sure he's wearing down and stresses on him. I, I'm going to differ on that one. Uh, this guy's got nothing to lose. He's a lifer in prison. He's out of his mind. And uh, I think it's kind of a game for him. You know, at this point, it's the most excitement he's going to get for the rest of his life. And the longer he stays out, even if it's just to uh, elude capture and then eventually get capture, it's going to be a bragging thing for him when he gets back into jail. Yeah, 38 days. Yeah, 62 days. Whatever it's going to be. Because he's got nothing else going on. He's playing the ultimate game of capture. And, uh, you, you know, it's just, uh, it's uh, it's scary. Because that's what you're dealing with with this guy. So hopefully he gets caught soon. What else we got in the news? A whole bunch of stuff in the news. And I won't really get into... I'm I'm saying that because it's it's right there. It's right in my backyard, basically our backyard here in Delaware County, um, very close to a family member's home. Okay, which is is why the reason I was out there. Right, I'm not going to get into it any more than that. Um, I wanted to make sure that uh, she's okay and my family's okay. And so, uh, in fact, when I was there, uh, she actually got phone calls from police saying, you know, hey, heads up, you know, so she's she's taken care of. She's okay. Back to the schnoozies. What are you doing, man? What's going on? You want some national news? I really don't. You know, election stuff's heating up. All kinds of stuff. How about the border? There's a lot of stuff happening down on the border. And where'd this guy come from, right? He made it He made it from Brazil. This isn't funny. He made it from Brazil to here, right? 
how to get across the border. Who knows? This guy's resourceful. He's 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 known to go back and out in the woods in Brazil, down there. You know, you're not dealing with a guy with a full deck here anyway. But he's also capable. That's the scary part. So back to uh, the border in Texas, they got these balls. You ever see those? Uh, they're like kind of run across the river, so the people can't swim from one side to the other and uh, you know cross the border. Do I even dare to ask you uh, what you think about that? We can talk about it from a human human rights standpoint which I don't ever get into this type of stuff. But today, like I said, uh, maybe relieving some of the stress will help my jaw feel better. And then again, maybe that's a heart attack coming. Hmm. Is, jaw, is your jaw hurting, one of them? No, I know I'm grinding. Don't worry, it's not. I just got checked out. Yesterday, in fact. I'm good. All good. But uh, how do you feel about that, man? People just coming across the border. I got a problem with it. And I'm... If you listen to the show, if you've listened to it for the past six years prior to me bringing on Bink and Chico, I am a big proponent, not opponent, proponent for uh, migrants working here in the United States legally. My families are immigrants here, second generation American. My grandparents came from Italy and Ireland. And it wasn't that easy even back in the day. My grandfather had to come over here without his children and his my grandmother uh, from Italy. He was here for like a year and a half, two years, and then she could come over. So the process is jacked up, right, to get into this country. And I don't know all the facts, and I'm not going to just spew uh, things that I believe are true. But we all do know that the immigration system is messed up, Right. And they all know that. You talk to the politicians, they all know that. They'll, they'll say that to you. Oh, it needs, uh, you know, remodifications and stuff. Why am I paying you on both sides? Why am I paying you and you're not getting this done? Can you imagine you go to work today? You're sitting in work and your boss says, yo, I got this report. I need this done. Work with that. Johnny over there on the other side of the room, you two get your heads together and figure this out. We need a resolution by the weekend. The weekend starts at 5 o'clock tonight when you log out. You don't like Johnny. Johnny don't like you. Are you going to talk to Johnny and get this done? Because if not, you're going to get fired. If not, you're not going to have income to feed your family, to feed yourself, to take care of yourself. You're going to lose your job. So what are you going to do? You're going to go over there and work with Johnny. You're going to figure it out, even though Johnny's a moron. You're going to get it done, and you're going to work it out. And chances are you're still not going to talk to each other afterwards, but you got that done, and you're cordial. The word is cordial, which has gotten me through more things in life than you could possibly imagine. The word cordial. Tone, turn off your emotions, dude. Just be cordial. Cordial is just working with somebody or dealing with somebody. Hey, how you doing? Getting done what you need to get done. And backstepping out of the situation. Doesn't mean you got to become best buds, you know, best friends, anything like that. You're cordial. You work together and you're peaceful in the situation and the time that you're together. And then you walk away. You say whatever you want when you walk away, but you got the job done. You see, those folks down there, that threat of firing, that's just a fallacy. They don't have any of that to worry about. So they're not, what's the incentive to get the job done? There is none. Hold your party line, right? No matter what, hold your party line. And meanwhile, take a look at the big cities right now. Take a look at the news. Go to the national news and look and see what's going on with migration and stuff. 
It ain't like I don't want them people here. If that were the case, I wouldn't be here. Figure it out. Come in legally. And as far as I'm concerned, also, if you're letting somebody in here, aiding and abetting someone illegally entering a country that requires you to check in, then you yourself are guilty. And why does that never get prosecuted? Isn't that frustrating? Isn't it frustrating that we sit back every day and watch impunity of the law, above the law, so many people? And there ain't a damn thing we can do about it. What are you supposed to do? You can suck it up or you talk to your friends and you talk on social media about it like I'm doing right now. What an idiot. They're all morons over there. Look what they're doing to the country. Look what's happening. And don't jump to conclusions and think uh, that everybody who's Democrat thinks that way, that everybody hates Republicans. And don't you think for one second that everybody who's Republican is a January 6th mindset type of person and hates Democrats. Don't think that for a minute. Because if you do, you got a mind the size of a pea. And I ate peas yesterday. And I mixed them in with mashed potatoes. And peas are very small these days. And I know, because you're listening to Finding Subjects Podcast, you have high intelligence. Don't let anybody tell you what to think or influence on you on how to think. It, but it's happening, and it's happened for so many years. We're kind of like accustomed to it. We're immune to it. We don't even know it's happening. The division is strong, folks. It's, it's bigger than the Grand Canyon between us all. Listening to this show right now, Democrats, Republicans, far left Democrats, and far right Republicans, and I'll tell you, out of all my friends, and some of them can be like very, very far right, they're not January Sixers, Sixers, whatever you want to call them. None of them. None of them agreed as to what happened with that. So don't lump some. That is like saying every white person hates black people or every black person hates white people. It's nonsensical. You got to think for yourself and you got to be realistic about this stuff that we're fed. I think most people that I know on both sides, they want a good environment for the working class. They want good environment for, 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 for schools, for people. They want a good education system, health care system. They want to be, be able to have you know, strong economic uh, growth so everybody's jobs are secure, secure. They want people to have chances and opportunities uh, in urban areas. But there's people that are not getting the job done. And you got to understand that. And that's where your vote comes into play. Be it for city councils. Be it for senators and congressmen. Representatives. We've, we've become sheep in a way. And simultaneously, it's frustrating also. What, what can we do? I think first and foremost, what you do is educate yourself. Learn, read about it, and don't read <laughs> all one side of it. you got to really be able to discern the truth in life. Get three people together, and some and an incident happens, and you talk to three people. You're going to get three different situations, and that's up to you, if you know those folks, to listen to what they all have to say, and then understand their personalities, where they're coming from, and discern for yourself what the truth is, because the truth is somewhere in the middle, and it wavers somewhere in the middle. 
And folks, we kind of have to do that in life ourselves. What's important here? How are we being bamboozled? And don't think that all these politicians are bad people. There's a lot of really good people in there trying to work. We got a beautiful country. We are are blessed to be here. But also we only hear the negatives of it. And it's that I wouldn't be any other place. I, I was going through, I don't go through often at all. You know, this Twitter. This beautiful woman. I left. I got out. And here's where I'm living now, down in Mexico. And it's great down here. I don't have to worry about any crap. Good luck down there. Good luck. I've traveled the world. I've seen third world countries. Although we have a lot of problems here, it's all fixable. And there's no other place that I would rather be. Yeah, we got our problems. I, I have friends from Europe. Oh, man, you guys got so many shootings. I can't believe it. It's so dangerous. So dangerous in your accents and how you speak to me. I'm not knocking these. I'm joking with these. You know how I am. But simultaneously, folks, my friends from Europe and all over the place, except for Iceland. Iceland seems to be basically a peaceful place. But my friends in Europe and Asia, I watch the news. I read your news. Yeah, you don't have the guns we have here, but you have the knives. Go check that out, folks. Go check out stabbings in uh, China, UK, for instance. Just look it up. People are going to be morons and hurt other people with whatever they can get their hands on. It just so happens that we have uh, 350 million people here in the United States, and uh, we have 425 million guns, I believe. And that might be just handguns. I'm not certain about that statistic. But uh, you think you'd see more. More uh, murders and such. And and what we already have is, is a significant amount. I just, well, just last week, not to sound like, kind of like, uh, you know, lackadaisical about it, but I, used, I heard the word mass shooting within the past two weeks. I, I've heard the words mass shooting utilized at least two times. And they were talking about weekend shootings in, in my area, right, in the city area. Not my area. I'm in the suburbs. What's disturbing about that, that they'll use that and without a blink in the eye, a blink of an eye, uh, yeah, mass shootings. You know how many people are running around right now that have killed somebody in big cities that are, you know, are on a fugitive list that they're not going after? I say take those people that are out in uh, Chester County right now, all those police officers, slide them right on over to the big city and do a scoop up of every, every warrant that's out, outstanding, all these unsettled uh, mass shootings, if you will, these people getting shot every weekend. Check out the news. It's disturbing. It's disturbing. So what's the answer to all this, Tone? Why are you bringing it up? It all goes back to one word that I often think about that I think that we could utilize big time. And you'll laugh and you'll say, yeah, okay, dude. As a, as a guy that I used to work with would say, in your dream world, <laughs> in your dream world, <laughs> great guy. He may even listen. And if he does, yo, buddy, <laughs> miss you, man. In your dream world is what he would say. And you, you may say you're in your dream world, Tone. But the word respect, respecting each other, it all starts from respect. 
And how, how do you get that going again? Well, it starts with little kids. You know, little kids are, are born innocent until we mess them up in the head. Until they look at us and they see how you are, are acting towards others. They see how you escalate hatred. They watch everything. I don't know the answers, man. That's why I got a grindy jaw right now. Any of this making sense to anybody? <laughs> Just frustrating. I get the two stories in the news here, and it's like it was enough. Uh, there's a rescue mission now underway for an American trapped in a cave. Did you hear anything about that? So this guy, Mark Dickey, a 40-year-old experienced American caver. Uh, isn't that they call it a spelunker or something? He fell ill about 3,000 feet below the cave entrance in Turkey, and uh, he's recovered sufficiently enough to be extracted. Uh, and an operation that could take about three to four days to get him out, so hopefully he'll be okay. The news. Uh, who wants to hear the news? I don't really want to hear the news anymore. It's Friday. I just wanted to talk to you. Bob's down in uh, Florida. Big's working. And I woke up uh, with the yearnings, with the pangs, to talk to you and say hello. We need some music. I think what I'm going to do in this episode is maybe uh, play a song and then come back and talk to you a little bit. That would kind of be cool, wouldn't it? No. <laughs> what do you think about that with uh, things not getting done in politics? What do you think about the presidents? I never go here. You know, when I see a grown man about, uh, I don't know, let's say 75 or above, calling other people names and trashing other people names, does that sound respectful to you? Weren't we just talking about respect? Am I voting for anybody who does that? Am I respecting anyone who acts that way? Dude. It, <laughs> dude. I just called these all dude. All of this. Is there a, a feminine... Annotation to the word dude, a dudette. Dude and dudettes. Listen, people. Can you imagine standing up and calling your opponent like, you know, nasty butt or, or just making up names about them and calling them names? Let's go back in time. Can you imagine John F. Kennedy saying that to somebody? Talking that way? Ronald Reagan? Go back further. Thomas Jefferson? George Washington. Can you imagine that? Thou'st but smelleth. Thou'st not qualifiedeth to be president if. It's just spewing ignorant regurgitation. Sticks and stones. When I hear people ripping other people and talking them down, calling them names, and that's this president, the one before him, the one before him, the one before him. Shot me right off. You're not getting my vote. I'm looking for a, here you go. Here's a one ad. Wanted. Responsible adult. Capable of making mature decisions that will encompass and include all of the following American human beings. Human beings. All of us. Represent us all. Not just one side. Not just the other side. Not just this specific group with this interest or that specific group with that interest. How about somebody who represents all of us Americans? Because we are truly, here's a big word of the day, a cornucopia. Wow. A cornucopia of a melting pot of, <coughs> excuse me, human beings from all over the world. 
Go ahead. Give me a definition of what an American citizen is right now. And no, it's not a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant from uh, off of the uh, Mayflower. We're all blended, folks. <laughs> Do you ever meet someone that says, yes, I am pure. I am pure Italian. I am pure. My father was Italian and my mother was Italian. That's funny. <laughs> I got friends like, you know, their family's from, like the dad's from Sicily. I'm, my, my father's from Sicily, right? My, my grandfather, excuse me. So, but, uh, and then my grandmother's from Northern Italy, uh, up by the Alps, actually, blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, and my, my grandfather from Sicily is dark, uh, as dark as they come. You know, black, jet black hair, dark. My father, dark skin, jet black hair. Uh, who do you think, who do you think visit, do you think they, wait a minute, let me put it this way. All you Sicilians. Now, we're Sicilians and, and nobody leave Sicily. You stay here. There will be no uh, extracurricular activities with any men or any women outside of these borders. You will stay pure Italian. You think that ever happened? You think by any chance some fishermen off of the coast of Sicily got caught like the Gilligan's Island people on a three-hour tour and got blown off course and maybe made it to the coast of Africa? Huh? Maybe they met Beyonce's great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother who's probably beautiful. You don't think a uh, little action's happening? A little friendship? And they get back on their boat and then, you know, those people down in Africa are pointing them yeah, you got to go that way, man. Straight. Go straight. Start rowing. And they make it back. You don't think people got together from wherever they visited? That's what people do. They get together. You know how many people visited Sicily back in the day? Think about it. You had the Saracens, the Arabs, the Greeks. These are all conquering forces. The Romans. The Vandals and the Goths traveled that far. Ireland, who do you think was there? Same thing. The Romans, they were in, in England. Uh, Vikings came over from Scandinavian countries. And where are they come? They're, they're Germanic tribes. They've come over. So when you tell me you're pure Irish and you got your little lucky leprechaun cat tattoo down by your heel or in your back and you're 100% Irish, I laugh at you, as a good old friend used to, of mine used to say, I laugh at you. <laughs> there ain't nobody pure. They do say, though, the purest uh, community, if there is one to be had, would be the folks of Iceland. Uh, and even they came from uh, the Vikings. So check your DNA. Check here. Check your DNA and get back to me. Anyway, uh, if I check my DNA... Uh, with the Sicilian roots there, you got Saracen, you got Arabs, uh, you might even have some uh, caveman in you. you know, you'll see that come up on DNA profiles. None of us are pure. Right? We're all people, and back to the beginning of that is America. People have migrated to America forever. You had Native Americans who weren't truly Native Americans. They came across the Bering Strait, and some, now they say, came up from uh, Mexico. Right? Because there was no Panama Canal at the time. Right? 
So people are from everywhere here, and especially now. It is the land of opportunity. It is where the land of freedom is, where people can, can exercise freedom of religion, freedom to go get a job. That's why it's the greatest country in the world. And you want to fight about it? Let's go. Uh, what do you call it? Arm wrestle. Oh, arm wrestle. I got a, I got a torn bicep on my right hand. So I, got, I got a massive looking muscle, man. It looks like Popeye. You ought to see it. So if I flex, I'm always flexing out with my right arm because it's huge. You ever tear your bicep? <laughs> it ain't some fun. You're like, you lift something, right? And you get to this certain point where you're at your max and something like pop, 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 pop. You hear the tendons just snap and your muscle kind of slides down. And it gives you what they call a Popeye muscle. I should take a picture of this sucker. It's awesome. I just wish the other one would match it. Let me see. It kind of does match. It's not It's not awful. It's pretty decent. Not what I used to have it back in the day, but it looks pretty good. Folks, we're all from somewhere else. And we all need to respect that. And the minute... One group thinks it's better than one group. But one, the minute we start segregating ourselves other than being Americans, I think that's a problem. You, know, you can call me a smartass or whatever, but recently in, in a lot of my medical records, when you got to update them and it asks you a Caucasian or, uh, you know, whatever, it'll ask you all those questions. Yeah, I, ch- I scratch them out and I put American. <laughs> Okay, in fact, I actually put Earthling one time. <laughs> when it's, no, and it was actually, it was, it was uh, when it asked my race, I said human. <laughs> and the doctor, like, she's like reading something, she says, oh. Like, oh, yeah, I'm human. <laughs> We're so serious, man. You gotta lighten up. But seriously, I'm a human being from America. Okay? That's who I am. I mean, it doesn't matter if I, what color I am for real. Well, okay. I'm a, and I figured, I figured out, man, I don't remember the word. I don't want to use the word top. I actually went through colors one time. Uh, it was hilarious. In fact, I don't know what top even is. Let me see if I can find this on the, on the intranet. But I was looking at the Crayola website. <laughs> I'm going to go there again. Uh, Maybe this is what you need to hear every once in a while. Here we go. I got it. So I, uh, yeah, here we go. Cool. So I, if you go to uh, CrayolaCollection.com, I think it's called Jenny's CrayolaCollection.com. It gives you every color of the Crayola crayon, right? And so I know people were saying, dude, you're white. I'm like, I am not white, man. Like white is like a sheet on the bed, right? And I think I, yeah, I think I might have come to the conclusion I was almond or desert sand. Yeah, but why was I thinking top in my head? I don't even know what top is. Why did I come to, the hell's top? You guys know what top is? Yeah, uh, white, I'm certainly not white. I am, uh, my sheets are white. My cat is white and black. Uh, I would say, uh, let me see here, because I got a little darker over the summer. Uh, I might be tumbleweed right now. I think I, uh, here we go. Uh, I'm in the, into it now. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Uh, darkness, uh, I might be, there's parts of me that are raw sienna. So I'm a raw sienna and tumbleweed. More tumbleweed, I think, today. 
because I haven't really been out in the sun in a while. So I'm tumbleweed. Eh, banana doesn't look right. You'd think banana would be yellow. I mean, I guess it's got a little bit of a yellow thing. Almond? I'm not almond. Desert sand? I, I would say, yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, if I had to, if I had to make a commitment here, I might go tumbleweed. I'm not, I'm a tan, maybe tan. Uh, macaroni and cheese, maybe? Yeah, that's a, that's a color. That's a FFBD88. <laughs> so if you go out and get a box of Crayola crayons, the 48 count, you'll get a macaroni and cheese color. And you think of me when you draw on. <laughs> now, um, my daughter, she'd be, my one daughter, I'm not going to get into my kids, but uh, I, I think I'm pretty close to being macaroni and cheese. Again, you can get that in 48 color. Uh, that and borderline tan. I remember my dad, my dad was like, uh, he was, yeah, me in the summertime at the, at the pool, I was a raw sienna, no doubt. Even brown. My father, my father, he's definitely, uh, I would, he was definitely like a sepia. Sepia, is that, how you, is that how you pronounce that? He'd be a salt, or he'd be a normal raw sienna, I think. Maybe even a shadow. You can only see him in a, if you get a 120-count box of crayons. Shadow. That's kind of like more, that's kind of like more, uh, I don't know, he's not a brown. He, he would, my dad would have been sepia or brown, or sepia, however you say that. So you'd have to go and get the, no, the brown, yeah, they're, that's in the 8-pack, it's in the 48-count. So if you want to see the skin colors of my family, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I go, I go sepia with my dad. It's pretty dark. They don't, even, they don't even have. Well, they do have black way at the top here. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll go sepia with my dad, or brown. Like I said, he was from the way, way at the bottom of Sicily, man. Right at the the base of Mount Etna. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Imagine his child, my grandfather's childhood there. I'm right, and uh, and then I'll be a tumbleweed, or macaroni and cheese. They're both very similar. So check your colors out. Go into your Crayola crayon, uh, crayon box, look it up. <clears throat> excuse me, and you can see the color of my family. Uh, I'm macaroni and cheese. My dad was probably a sepia or brown. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, oh yeah. I mean, this is it. This is what you get. Right, and that's me, half Irish and half Italian. So deal with that, people. <laughs> I want to see. I'm gonna look through these colors and see if it reminds me of any of my friends. I had a friend. Yeah, okay. I got a friend. His face was. Uh, it looked like Jazzberry Jam. <laughs> no, no, no. Excuse me. Radical Red. His dude's face would just light up, man. He was when he would have a few drinks. Radical Red for sure. He passed away to a good guy. Um. Let me think about my Irish friends. What all oh, like the ones that say they're all Irish? They go pretty close to. Well, they can't even be a white, so they're like, uh, and they're not pink. Let's go with my mom. My mom was a combination of if you had, maybe she was cotton candy. She was cotton candy. I'm not gonna say almond. None. She might be. She might have been piggy pink. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know what? If you mix piggy pink and white, that might be my mom. Which I think you kind of get the lavender. That's kind of in there as well. So you got, check this out, right? <laughs> you got like, let's call my mom lavender. 
Lavender marries uh, sepia. <laughs> and, and here's an interesting part. Like, if you drew a line from one to the other, guess what you intersect? Take a guess. You, you intersect macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and tan. I'm right there. This is how they should do uh, how you figure out who you are. I don't know anyone that was purple at all. I saw somebody that was blue once, but, uh, you know, they, uh, they weren't with us any longer. Uh, let me see here. Green. I think I saw somebody who was kind of like sea green one time. Well, he kind of looked sea green. Oh, you know what? We can go to Caribbean green a little. Do, no, make it Fern. I saw Fern. Yeah, he wasn't doing good. He way too much to drink. He he went back to uh, I would say more of a a piggy pink after he came came around. Yeah, it's funny. We label ourselves by uh colors. Right? Isn't that something? Yeah, I don't know anybody any midnight blues, no Granny Smiths, no purple fizzo fizzat purple fizzazz. Check that out. Vivid tangerine, red orange, fuzzy wuzzy. <laughs> Hey, what's your skin color? Fuzzy wuzzy. What if these? This is how we were described, right? You didn't have the name of a nationality. All right. Who are you? What are you? I'm Piggy Pink. Uh, how about you, sir? I'm macaroni and cheese. And you? Oh, I'm his father. I'm, I'm sepia and brown together. Ma'am, how about you? I come from the land of lavender. I'm lavender. All right, gotcha. We're so messed up, man. <laughs> judging each other by this crap, right? So my dad, right, we had new neighbors move in across the, across the street, and she says, uh, it was fun, a neighbor told me this. She says, uh, in fact, no, the, the <laughs> yeah, it was a neighbor. I ran into the neighbor's son many, many years ago. He's a mortician, right? And he says, uh, yeah, my mom was asking about your dad <laughs> when we first moved in. I go, well, what, when did you move in? He goes, oh, I was like July or something. I see, yeah, okay. And I'm thinking in my head, my dad back in the day, he was hitting the pool like after uh, after work, you know what I mean? But he was just, a, it was midsummer, he's out in the backyard on weekends, you know, planting his garden. The dude, My dude was about as dark as you get, right? And she's like, um, is that, is that, um, is that black gentleman married to that woman over there? <laughs> That's how dark my dad was. Don't give me no lip back down there from the same area. So when I say to my Sicilian friends, oh, then they say, oh, I'm 100% Italian. I go, are you? Come on, go take a, go take a DNA test and get back to me. <laughs> you never know what you're going to find. But what's it matter? What's it matter? And to that lady, what's it matter? What if my dad was black, right? So what? What's it to you, first of all? Like, why would you even say something like that? That's where that ignorance comes in, right? And, and respecting others. What's it matter to you? So you're telling me a sepia brown can't marry a lavender? <laughs> Listen, we can laugh about this type of stuff, but this is real. Here we are. Go to Crayola page and look at the colors and try to figure out what color you might be. And if anybody out there is, uh, <laughs> is razzmatazz, <laughs> take, a, take a picture and send it in. Oh, uh, Lord.
This is too much. But anyway, folks, we're from the same place everywhere. Everywhere. We are a melting pot. And it's a beautiful thing. It, it is just a beautiful thing. I did, I did hear a statistic one time that said, if you got blue eyes, <laughs> if you got blue eyes, if you got blue eyes, there's a good chance you're all related. <laughs> Google Google that. <laughs> all right, I'll do it for you. Hold on a second. Uh, bear with my typing. Arm blue eyed people all related. Yeah, you, is this the first time you ever heard this? Yeah. <laughs> Stick around, folks. I'll let you know how imperfect you truly are. Here we go. Let's check it out. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Bam. From the sciencedaily.com. Blue-eyed humans have a single common ancestor. New research shows that people with blue eyes have a single common ancestor. Scientists have tracked down a genetic genetic mutation which took place 6,000 to 10,000 years ago and is the cause of the eye color of all blue-eyed humans alive on the planet today. <laughs> New research shows that people with blue eyes have a single common ancestor, right? Originally, we all had brown eyes, said Professor Hans Egelberger from the Department of Cellular and Molecular Medicine, but a genetic mutation affecting the OCA2 gene in our chromosomes resulted in the creation of a switch, which literally turned off the ability to produce brown eyes. Don't it make my brown eyes blue? The OCA2 gene codes from the so-called P protein, which is involved in the production of melanin. The pigment that gives color to our hair, eyes, and skin. The switch, which is located in a gene adjacent to the OCA2, does not, however, turn off the gene entirely, but rather limits its action to reducing the production of melanin in the iris, effectively diluting brown eyes to blue. See? The things you learn here at Finding Subjects Podcast. So you're all related. If you matter. <laughs> so, so if you have blue eyes... And your wife has blue eyes. Say hello to your sister. <laughs> All right, I'm kidding. I don't know, though, am I? <laughs> Listen, everything today is nonsensical, all right? Except for, you know, the, the important parts, which is up to you to discern what they are. So anyway, it's funny to laugh, right? But anyway, that's what they're saying. You know, uh, which is kind of weird because my sister, I got a couple sisters with blue eyes. So I don't get that. So how would I not be related to them? Got it? So it's not a very uh, concentrated gene pool there. It's very, very diluted. Very, very, as, as that one guy used to say, very, 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 very diluted. Very, very diluted. Like a drop of water in an endless sea. I got to take a pause for a second. Hold on. H2O. Great stuff. Is that nonsensical enough for you? Respect each other? How cool would that be? It doesn't happen often. But you know what? Just because it doesn't happen with others when you're engaging in a conversation doesn't mean it. yours doesn't matter. As I said in like last episode. Respect. I've had a few. Well, no, it doesn't mean that. It's not that. I said mistakes. Or regrets. Now we'll throw in respect there too. Add a few moments of respect. You should have a lot. But seriously, folks, respect goes a long way. And even though you might think it doesn't, that is one thing that you can combat the ignorance of what we're dealing with today. It's just respecting each other, giving people the benefits of the doubt. Don't feed into the anger and the hatred. 
which I saw something really interesting uh, the other day about folks that were uh, complaining very loud about uh, fairness and uh, and some sorts of, uh, how do I say this word, but I'm not going to say the word, but those folks themselves are the ones that were on the receiving end of all the things that they were yelling about. Feed into that what you want to without me saying anything. But uh, That's what we got today. We talk about weddings. We talk about you marrying your sister. <laughs> Blue-eyed love. <laughs> I'm sorry. We talked about uh, a little DNA there. We talked about uh, how to discern where you're coming from, who, who you are, by... <laughs> By comparing your skin to a Crayola crayon chart. <laughs> I'm in a great mood, man. I see that, all that worrying, my my, my <laughs> grinding my teeth. And uh, I'm just being the goofy me that this is me. This is this is truly who I am. You know, what I've done, and I'm so, hold on a second. Hold on, another trailing game. Okay. Uh, so something popped up in the news about this guy. This uh, escaped inmate was caught on another trail cam at Longwood Gardens. You might be saying, well, how big is Longwood Gardens? Massive. It's huge. You ever get to the Philadelphia area, get out there and check it out. It's beautiful. And uh, they have the lights during the Christmas time, and they have fountains at night all lit up. Just a beautiful place to visit in the Philadelphia area. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Let me see here. Oh, have you heard of this, folks? Uh, the cost of a plane ticket has plummeted, experts say. So uh, go check that out if you want to go do some traveling. But, yeah, if we, we respected each other, um, I think we'd go a long way, right? So, anyway, that was today. Uh, that's me. Oh, I, I know what I was going to tell you. Uh, just about uh, a different uh, mindset going into the podcasting. Uh, lately, I think you noticed it about my side. You'll hear me a little bit more relaxed, right? You don't hear me fumbling over my words uh, like I used to so much. Uh, I'm taking a large a dose of sedatives. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm slowing down, man. I'm just relaxing about the whole thing. I'm, I'm, I, you could say I'm actually getting used to uh, doing this now. But uh, seriously, what it is, it's just calming down about it. You know, there's a little bit of responsibility with this. Uh, you know, just thinking about what you're talking to folks about, you don't want to be offensive. And, and anybody who knows me and anybody who knows us from the show, that's the last thing we want to do is be offensive. Sure, we have points of views, but simultaneously, we also keep an open mind that your point of view uh, maybe is the right point of view. And so that's why we're always, and in fact, I said that in the last episode, uh, keep an open mind and open ears uh, to everybody you're having a conversation with. This is how we learn from people instead of yelling and shouting what our view is, and that's the correct way. We take the time to listen to each other, and that is being respectful, right? And in that way, you teach that to your kids, right? And then other people see that, and it starts catching on. Because people like people who are respectful. People like the people who, who will, they're not always on animated and, and over-talking others. They just sit back and listen sometimes, and they just want to hear what you have to say. Like, they truly engage in a conversation, which is effectively listening, taking in and processing what your thoughts were into your own head, into their head. And then feedback. Yeah, I agree with that. Or, you know what, I see this in a different way. And that is how we grow as individuals. And that, that's all about communication. And it's uh, something that I love. And so I think I'm in the right hobby here by doing this because I love to communicate. And I, and I think that is a, a very key message uh, today that with all the joking and all the, you know, clowning around and stuff about our skin color, who we are, uh, you know, uh, 
it started by immigration, illegal immigration versus legal immigration. So I'm very a big fan of legal immigrants. I want people to come here. I want our country to grow, and I want us to all chip in, work together, and keep this country going as a, what a fantastic country it is because we are truly blessed with the freedoms that we have here to for me to even sit here right now and share my opinion with you and for you to text me back or email me back and say dude i like that but how about this opinion or you know here's another side of it or engaging in a conversation about that um, that is how we learn that is how you grow as an individual um, and that's why to me um, I hate seeing people just with their heads down looking at the computers or looking at their, their phones all the time. Look up, man. Talk to me. Talk to yourselves. Engage in a cool conversation with somebody. I do it all the time. All, just I have a great time doing it. I, 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 I know maybe it's weird. I, maybe it is weird that I love talking to people so much and getting into a conversation with a complete stranger because I get to learn a little bit more about them and maybe, just maybe, appreciate my own life that much more. Um, so try it. You've been, you've been keeping that phone in front of your face. I, you know what? I got to dig a picture out for you. I hope I can find it. It's uh, we were in San Fran and I believe we were in Chinatown. I looked down an, an alleyway and there's like seven people on this curb and everybody's got their heads down into the phones. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you guys are missing such a cool conversation between each other. I don't know. I don't know. And you can say, okay, when's the last time I had a conversation? I'm always having conversations with one-on-ones, but when's the last time I actually sat in a group of people and had a conversation of us all together? And I, and I have to honestly say, I think it's been a while. It's been a while where, like, you know, that's a good song, by the way. It's been a while. Ever hear that? I got to look that up and see who that's about. I'll play that one. But uh, to sit in a little group of people, oh, well, Bible study, right? Yeah. Which is coming up, uh, I think it's October 7th will be the first uh, men's prayer breakfast coming back. I can't wait to do that. can't wait to get involved with that. Because that is where I sit there and engage in conversation with a lot of different people. And most of these people are way older than me. And I love talking to them because I learn from them. You know, like hear their opinions or even hear some of them are like you know, 75, 85 years old. And then I'll ask them about Delco, like this area back when they were kids. And they tell, oh, yeah, we used to drag race up and down McDay Bullard. I'm like, what? Like even back then? So things that we think that were unique to us, <laughs> people been there and done that. You know, we got so much more in common than we would ever, ever know. But most importantly, what we have in common, again, and I'll go back and reiterate, we all want security. For our family, for our country, we all want food on the table. We all want a comfortable place to live, a safe place to live. We all want equal opportunities in regards to education and jobs. And there's only one way that we're going to ever get on that is to work each other, work towards that with each other on many different topics. Respecting, listening, communicating. That's what it's all about right here on Finding Subjects Podcast. Any ideas for shows? Give us a buzz. Or hit us, hit us up, excuse me, <clears throat> with an email. Uh, finding subjects at yahoo.com. Finding subjects at yahoo.com. Oh my God. I'm going to see if something was in this water. They might be, they might be, uh, <laughs> they might be spiking my drink to keep me calm around here. Until next week. I don't know. Nah. But seriously, uh, thanks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And, um, Again, hit us up, man. If you want to want us to talk about something, 
finding subjects uh, on finding subjects podcast on Facebook. Uh, I'm up there a lot. I haven't been putting a whole lot of stuff up there lately, but we check it out all the time. So if you put a post up there, you just you know contact us through there. We'll get back to you. Um, there's some folks from uh, that that I met out there in uh, Colorado that have been trying to get in touch. With me. I just saw your email last night. Uh, you two sisters, you. I'll get back to you soon. I apologize with the wedding. It's just been absolutely nuts, but uh, I will get back to you. Uh, but hit us up if you want us to talk about something here. All right, I'm done talking, I think. All right, I got to go. I got to go try my tuxedo one today. For Finding Subjects, I'm Tony. And I'm Tony. And I'm Tony. We'll get the other guys back next week. You'll hear it. Thanks for being here. You take care of yourself. And uh, be respectful to others. Listen to what other people have to say. And be a little empathetic and try and understand what other people are going through. And in that way, we can change the world. Peace. See ya.